Hello, world. This is Stephen Francis, and you're listening to the Humble and Honest Podcast. I'm super excited today. This is going to be actually a great conversation. I'm going to be joined by the Ambo TV team as we talk about a question that has been on my mind for quite some time. Are Christian movies and music lame? You know, I've grown up in church and I've also seen some really great Christian entertainment. But let's be honest, oftentimes it doesn't compare to what can be considered secular entertainment. We're going to be having a conversation today on what we really feel about these things. And if there's any power that we have, what we can do to make it better. Let's dive into it. My conversation with the Ambo TV crew. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Yes. I'm joined by the incredible, the one and only Dean Windsor. That's an intro. I like that. I like that. I like it. And also the man that I believe will be the reason why Yang becomes president. Uh, Brian <laughs> wow. Yang Just Gang. kidding. Yang Gang. Gang. All the way. Oh, Yang, Yang Gang. Gang. Okay. All day. Way back. All day. Well, super grateful to have you guys with me. So have you guys heard of this movie called Faith Based? I did not. I hadn't heard about it until you mentioned it. Okay. So. Yeah, me, me too. All right. So Faith Based is a movie coming out later this year. And this is the synopsis of it. Two idiot friends who realize that all faith-based films make buckets of cash set out to make one such movie on their own. All right? Okay. So when this movie was announced, it received a lot of criticism from Fox News. Of course. For sure. And even received several negative comments. So I want to talk about not the movie itself, but the idea where the movie came from. I want to give you guys some figures real quick. God's Not Dead, the movie that came out in 2014. Brian, have you seen it? No. Have you seen it? Neither. Let me be the first to say on this mic, it is a terrible film. (laughs) From acting Really? Who's in it? Is anybody in it that I would know? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. But it's basically this kid that goes to college and his professor is this atheist who is a complete jerk, rude to his wife and everything. And Sounds like most secular college you professors. Know, uh, are maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you want to throw them all under the bus today. But either way, the whole movie is him having these discussions on how to prove that God is real in his class. Okay. okay. This movie had a two million dollar budget. Okay. Mm. It grossed over $100 million. Really? Yes. Heaven is for Real, another movie. This movie had Greg Kinnear, I believe, about this kid that dies and goes to heaven. He comes back and knows all this stuff based on a true story. Yes. This movie had a $12 million budget, made $101 million. Wow. Probably one of the biggest culprits of these is a movie called Fireproof. With Kirk Cameron. You know Kirk Cameron from know back Kirk in the day. Yeah. yeah, this movie was about this guy whose marriage was on the rocks and he decides to do this challenge that his dad gives him in order to get his wife back. The idea of it is good. The plot, not so much. Like overall, $500,000 budget made $33 million. Wow. There is legitimacy to what 
they're talking about. Faith-based movies, whether they're good or not, all make tons of money. Of course they do. Yeah. So the thing that I want to know is why? I mean, if the movies aren't good, why do they still make all this money, in yeah. your opinion? On the onset, I think the most obvious is that we don't have a market. We, you know, Nobody's making Christian films, really, besides the Hallmark Channel. So... And they don't even label that as Christian, really, but it, even though it is. So yeah. we kind of just want to see something. I think that while those numbers seem big, if you compare them to other Hollywood films, they're relatively small. But what you're seeing is, and it kind of ties into what Dean's saying, people's willingness to just go because of the lack of, you know, faith-based or Christian theme movies so they feel like they can take their families it's a good thing for youth ministries to do and so that's those are initial i would say initial numbers people going but not really reflecting people telling other people they should go see it which is why those numbers are what they are i think the difference between those and like hollywood blockbusters is that everyone goes and tells everyone you got to see the new avengers it's crazy and people see it multiple times i highly doubt that those movies are getting people to see them multiple times or going back and remarking to their friends that they should check it out. But a funny thing that I thought of instantly when you told me the whole idea of the movie is <laughs> South Park. They had the episode where Carmen starts the Christian group, Faith Plus One. Okay, yes. And uh, the whole premise is that it's super easy Christian music makes a lot of money and it's not competitive, but all they did was they took popular songs and changed Jesus. They put Jesus in there. And so that's kind of, it made me think of that. This song's got a little awkward and a little, it was, well, you know, yeah, (laughs) but it was, yeah, I, I, it got weird weird fast. No, I just, but it made me think about, yeah, no, 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 I get the correlation completely. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, but yeah, it's, but it's the whole Kevin Hart model, right? Like low production costs, low overhead and then everything you make is just profit that's the draw for i think you know secular movie studios to continuously produce christian content is because it's like all right yeah we can throw them you know a couple hundred thousand or a million and you know they'll make a movie and and it's going to gross for us i feel like and just going back to what i said earlier it's like the black panther effect or the crazy rich asian effect it's where these movies it's like if you're black you got to go see Black Panther because that was the first big budget black superhero movie. We got to watch it. Crazy Rich Asians. Asians, there are no, there isn't a huge market of American filmed movies about Asians. Right. So Asians went out in droves to see that movie. So the same thing with Christians. Right. Yet the funny thing was both those movies were great. They were phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal movies. And I'm not even into mm-hmm. like the whole almost like a. Uh, my big fat Greek wedding type of stuff, but that's kind of what crazy rich age. It was just like, you know, it's yeah. just like family oriented stuff. Yeah. And it wasn't even, it didn't even interest me really, but it was mm-hmm. still a decent movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's where we're at. We're Christians. But I mean, off the list, mm-hmm. I'm forgetting the most big budget, highest grossing film ever, which is like the passion, right? We're talking a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. A right. billion dollars Mel mm-hmm. made but, off of that movie. But see, that goes back to what I was saying. Yeah. That movie for whatever reason, be it 
the execution or Mel Gibson being with it, everyone was talking about it. The thing that hit home with that movie and why Christians went, because we already had Jesus movies, right? We already had, you know, you had the, the robe and you had all these other like old school you know, even the Jesus movie that used yeah. to come on every Easter. Like yeah. we had good Jesus movies. I think why that one was so successful, it's because it showed something that nobody ever showed before. The quality and the rawness was, of it. I the think, rawness. Yeah, it was Definitely seeing how other films hard Jesus' struggle was and how bad mm-hmm. you know his the, the passion and, and, and what he went through. Yeah. Like, I think that was yeah. you know, like there's some there was kind of a morbid curiosity, you know, behind that yeah. where but then again, I love that film because it really showed, whoa, it was like this. It was like, it could have actually even been worse than yeah. this. Like, yeah. so many times we just kind of see Jesus with like a little bit of blood yeah. and then he's just right. like, yeah, no, on people the didn't cross. know that. Like, this was like, yeah. this was a legitimate. Yeah, people didn't know. Yeah. Not even I knew that it was common practice for the Romans to have their, there's a special name for that whip, the razor. Cat of nine me. tails. Yeah, yeah the yeah. cat of nine tails. Mm-hmm. That was for real. Yeah. And they really hit him with that. Like, mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. And seeing the effects on that. Yeah. So I think. Passion of the Christ is a big exception because I okay. think, again, it was quality work. Yeah. Where God's not dead is trash. <laughs> <laughs> and God's then I even dead. think a little bit Sounds of like, like a Netflix special. I mean, like, yeah. it, it might as well have been. But like, I mean, speaking of Netflix, Tyler Perry's movie, A Fall from Grace, came out. Did, mm. did you guys see it? I did not. Did not. It's another movie where it's, it's not really that good, but people are all talking about it. You know what I mean? Is this a brand new one? Just a brand this new a brand, one. Now, what? I'm seeing my secular friends on Facebook just giving plots away and, and going Oh, that's in. the one with the wig, right? Yes. But yeah. the, he brings the wig into the shower. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, it, that, I mean, it goes back to what you were saying, man. Like, Tyler Perry, it's, it's all tribes. It's all tribes. Sure. Black Panther, mm-hmm. African-American tribe. You know, and, and these things, people use it to represent them. Yeah. You know, they feel like people like us do things like this or people like us watch things like this. And so whether Tyler Perry, who I don't consider one of the strongest filmmakers, whatever he puts out, people they're going to go see. see. He has his tribe. He has his core right. audience. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Do you believe, though, in the idea that if it's Christian, it should be better? Definitely. I think yeah. as Christians, we should aim we should that. expect more out of ourselves. Yeah. yeah, we should be on par mm-hmm. with everyone else in the filmmaking world. And but you also have to have empathy for Christian content creators because not everyone's going to want to work with you because of course. they know that you yeah. they're going to be seeing limited returns more than likely. Yeah, if you put out a Christian film, you're going up against stream to be a blockbuster. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. So I also think it's difficult from the other end of even if they did decide to be a little edgy with what they put out, Mm -hmm. the community that they're trying to advertise to may not like it. When I think of two movies in particular, Exodus with Christian Bale and Noah with Russell Crowe. They had like a bunch of... I liked both of those movies. No, they weren't bad, but they just had a bunch of things in it that weren't biblically accurate. Of course not. And it was just one of the things where that was a big complaint from the yeah. Christian community. So yeah. in a Oh, sense, Noah was completely off base. Noah's, that was, I mean, the rock monsters was crazy. Tale. That was supposed to be the fallen angels. Yeah, those, those yeah, fallen. which was weird. That and was then, outrageous. But, they made them look like heroes. Yeah, but to me, the, the Noah was a little bit more forgivable. Moses... 
had my problem, or was it? It was called the Exodus. Exodus, Exodus was my yeah. it, the beef I had with that was that they made God a child. That and, was a little strange. And their depiction I of God you. was. It was like a little offensive to me. Okay. You know what I mean? Where it's kind of like, wow, it seems like God's not a savior trying to deliver the people out of Israel. It seems like he's like this bratty little kid. That wants war. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the question then. Should there be major endeavors where there's multiple people from different perspectives and religions at the table creating this project? Because if that's it. If that's what's happening, then you're going to have these, you know, changes, alterations to make it fit. You know, I'm surprised they didn't have people of different orientations in in these films. You know what I mean? But that's that's what it takes when you're having something that's produced by a large group of people, different groups of people. I mean, it's like I feel like with every religion, historical thing that is presented from Hollywood is presented in a way that's not accurate. Accuracy is never Hollywood's. You know what I mean? They're not like, we got to make sure we nail this. So then should they just not do it and they should do their own thing and produce it with their own money? You know, like, I think that's the tension that so many people have to struggle with in that industry, right? Where it's kind of like, listen, do we make this the way we exactly want to make it? Or do we compromise a little bit because we'll get the funding and to see it happen, Right. uh, which is difficult. I think it's good to see it on screen. That's number one. Number Mm -hmm. two is like there were still things in Noah that were – there were takeaways. Like there was this great thing that I do every – like I remember walking down the street and being so upset with my kids if I saw them – yank on a branch or take a you know pull a leaf off a tree i would get so upset i'd be like nah, don't do that like that, mm-hmm. that's not how you're supposed to do things and then in noah they explained like noah explained when his son goes to pick a flower from the ground he said no god put that there it has its job it has its purpose don't take it if you don't need it mm-hmm. and that was such a good takeaway for mm-hmm. me anyway like that was a great mm-hmm. highlight in that movie it was like mm-hmm. everything has their job and their purpose don't go yeah. you know wrecking god's creation oh yeah. No, no, no. But I mean, now further than that, I had to explain to my kids like, okay, these rock things, man, look. That, That's weird. That's <laughs> there's not... no such thing that never happened in the Bible. Yet. Yeah. Let's yeah. not even go there. I'll say this. When I think about Noah, probably one of the more powerful scenes that I saw was when the ark was closed and you could hear people screaming. Yeah, you saw outside. them drowning. Yeah. And yeah. it was kind of like, whoa, that did happen. Yeah. And that puts way more weight on what Noah went through and that part that brought scripture alive to me because I was like whoa he really and scripture even shows that after the whole ark and all that type of stuff he struggled with alcohol after that yeah and that could have been his way of processing what transpired yeah and then they added that they added something in there which Mm -hmm. you probably shouldn't do but they added I think I can't remember if it was Ham or Shem had the girlfriend mm-hmm. or the wife, whatever she was to him. Well, Emma Watson. Yeah, and she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And Noah had to now, and Noah, God told Noah, I'm wiping out. Your family is the last. That's mm-hmm. it. I'm wiping everything out. So when he found out she was pregnant, he was like, look, you know I got to kill this baby, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because, now that's not in the Bible. No. no. But that struggle by 100%. itself, mm-hmm. that's that's something different that we never had to kind of think about before. Like, wow. 
Mm. Like, you, I mean, we shouldn't have to think about it. I, yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah, we shouldn't have to think about it. <laughs> it's like, it's like it was ridiculous. definitely an artistic choice. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah. no! But here's another thing because we could talk all about movies, but I think something that's way more common is Christian music. Mm. Now you got you got your gospel, you got your contemporary worship, yeah. but there's also Christian rap and Christian pop. And I might get in trouble for saying this. Okay. There's some Christian rap I love. There's some other Christian stuff that I love. But sometimes it's very alternative. This is what the secular world sounds like. So we're coming up with a Christian substitute. No, most Christian rap is trash. Honestly. I call Christian Christian rap Diet Coke. (laughs) You're trying to get the same result. Is, with none of the sugar you know what I mean <laughs> I, look I'm coming from from a music background not as not as musically hmm, adept as my, my man Brian here yeah. who actually yeah he's yeah, you know. but you know so I Those have a background in hip hop can't see Brian's so face I, right now by I've, the way. <laughs> I've hung out with mm-hmm. I've been in studio with some of the most famous Mm. I've look. I've hung out with Cool Herc. I've sat backstage. This is this is the man who pioneered hip hop. So mm-hmm. I can say with all confidence that majority of Christian rap is trying too hard, and it's just mm-hmm. trash. Brian, your thoughts? So when I saw this question, I was like, okay, because it's it's easy to say that it is just trash. It definitely. And not all is trash, by the way. Some no. are really good. No, I, the, there's an exception, but I, I want to wait till your the, other question. The main issue I have with it's like trying to make a like a kung fu flick without any violence. It just doesn't make any sense. The limitations you're putting on the artists, as far as content, as far as what they could speak about, as far as how they can communicate that's native to the the music that's being out right now like so let's take mumble rap for example i can't trash. really i can't even really see well i don't think mumble rap's trash i think that you have to understand where it comes from you have to understand the the communities yeah the community where is it where is it i would say that mumble rap come well i think that mumble rap comes a lot from the south yeah. Southern, southern, lower income communities. Yeah. And they talk like that. And so it's not surprising to me that they would rap like that. But if, if I was to hear a Christian mumble rapper, it would almost seem ridiculous to me. But so, and so that's my, that's kind of my point. I got some Jesus. So, hey. They're so limited. Reese's and pieces. Hey. I mean, we, we all, we all know what, yes, yeah, that's what yeah. it's going to be. That's, and that's like, you know, I don't know, but it, it works because we, when we say Christian music, what we're really talking about is Christian rap. Yeah. Cause you're not really talking about like Christian rock or, um, you said pop. I don't, I mean, like, you mean like Ariana Grande? Type? Dude, look, I mean, they have certain artists no. and I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna name names on here in case they become future guests, but there are particular artists where, yeah, they do have a little bit more of a pop sound. Yes, Todd Delaney. I had him on, bro. Look, Mm -hmm. he is making what to me sounds like a song that could be on KTU right now. You know what? This is humble and honest, right? So let's Torin Wells. 
Torn yeah, Wells yeah. is a pop Christian artist. But I'm not saying this in a bad way. No, I that's just what it is. his music. I liked it. I'm like, yeah. yo, this could be on the radio right now. Why is this just subject to Christian music? Like mm-hmm. this could be this could be right. everywhere right now. It's right on par, neck and neck with the pop music I'm hearing on the radio. Hey guys, if you're enjoying this conversation, then you'll definitely enjoy Ambo TV. Ambo TV brings inspirational live sermons from the most captivating next generation Christian pastors, along with in-studio discussion to a broad multi-platform audience. I'm not just grateful to be a part of the Ambo TV team. I'm even more grateful that they took some time to be a part of this programming. Check them out for yourself. AmboTV.com, Ambo Network via Instagram and Without further ado, let's continue this conversation about Christian entertainment. So, okay, if you hear the term Christian music, if you're being honest, yeah, do you kind of downgrade it a little bit in your mind? Yes. Yeah. If we're sure. talking about Christian rap, yeah. yes. Well, what about Torn Wells? If you just hear that his song, how do you think of his music? I think Torn Wells is good for the category that he's in. What, what category would you put him in is what I'm asking. Christian pop artist. See, so that's what I'm saying. Why is there the Christian instead of just pop artist? See, I didn't know. Mm. We, don't, I, we don't, I'm sorry. I'm, no, 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 continue. I'm sorry. We, we don't, don't say, say like dramatic pop artists or enlightened pop artists or emo pop artists or, you know what I mean? Like, or, or Muslim pop artists, you know what I mean? But like when it comes to Christian, that Christian thing goes in front and that's good, but I think for the majority of people, it downgrades the quality. Oh, this is like light music. It's not, it's not real pop or whatever, even though the production's high quality, the performance is high quality. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it comes from the other place too is that people want their music to be experiential, right? So as a Christian artist, they feel the only experience that you can offer them is an experience with Jesus. That's the only thing they're going to get from listening to your music. They're not going to get anything else from that. And I think that's kind of the box that people feel like if you listen, like, you know, I don't know, maybe people do. I don't know. I like to put on like either techno or something fast paced. If I'm going to work out hard, I'm not putting Lord, I lift your name on high. While I'm trying to do a 150 pound bench press, like, so you want that middle ground of I want something with a little bit more tempo, where, but yeah. I don't want to hear about you disrespecting women and gang violence at the same time. So you want yeah. that that middle ground. I want to sw- I want to flip that real quick though. Okay, have you had a time where you listen to something that would be considered secular, non Christian, uh-huh. but still had some type of revelation of God, your faith, or Always. something when the quality Always. was up. Always. Okay. All the, All the time. For me, Kendrick Lamar. Which one? Which album? Good Kid, Mad City. All right. The album Pimple begins. The Pimple Butterfly was great, but Good Kid, Mad City begins with them doing a prayer for salvation. This is true. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. then it goes into this whole story about this boy and this crew he's hanging out with and one of his friends dying and all of that. And then them giving their lives to Jesus at the end. It was an incredible album with an incredible narrative. Yeah. However, I cannot as a pastor endorse <laughs> that album. No, you, you know what I mean? So 
I don't know, but what what about you, gentlemen? No, I mean I'm one of those people that that looks for God in everything. Yeah, I, I, I and I find God in everything. Mm-hmm. So to me, all I have to do is look hard enough, and and I'll always find, you know, either messages or or pieces of God in everything. Now. Actually, you know what? I just told a lie right on a pastor's podcast because Uh-oh. now I'm not because I'm thinking about like because now we were talking about Florida rap earlier. I'm thinking about like Uncle Luke. Or so like I can't find God in, you know, shaking booty music. I can't like because mm-hmm. it's, it's only made for one thing. Mm-hmm. I can't find that in Rick Ross and Drake. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. Like I can't. Nah, there, there's no God in there. That is just objectifying women. Mm-hmm. It's just glorifying drugs. And just reckless behavior. So, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I can't find God in everything, mm-hmm. but for the most part, yeah, I think there's some good in there. Um, Nas to me. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I found God. There's so many references to mm-hmm. God. And now Nas himself, I don't know if he completely, you know, was uh, a five percenter, you know, but I know he talks about it a lot, which is a kind of a sect of being Muslim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a New York thing. It's an East Coast thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. but the, lots of references to God and um. It, I can't remember which album. It, it's either Illmatic or oh, I can't remember what well, the the firm one of the albums. I don't know, but Nas, I definitely hear a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of God coming through there. Mm-hmm. I'll say two things. First, I can see and find God in everything, and so like for example, you mentioned um, some artists that glorify treatment of women. Yeah, I see God in. Me not wanting to treat women mm, like that. Okay. And God being the reason why I don't want to this treat women like that. This is what God is not like. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I think about that and I listen to that music and I'm like, why would you want to treat a woman like yeah. that? Why would you speak of a woman like that? That's someone's mother, that's someone's daughter, that's yeah. someone's sister and so on. And I immediately realized that my heart is that way because I'm thinking of Jesus. Okay. And how he would want me to treat people. It's not every time. Sometimes yeah. I'm just like, oh. You're just bopping your head, yeah. But sometimes I am convicted. So in those moments, it's kind of like my uh, disgust or disdain or for what's being communicated, not the people. I find God. I think that it's weird because I feel like sometimes we forget that people have different walks and paths to get to Christ. And if you're an artist, you're going to sing about it. You're not going to... You're not going to sing about if you're at point A, you can't sing about what it's like at point J when you have a strong walk with Christ and everything is a little bit more, you know, OK to talk about. And, and um, but like, I really like to look at Kanye's life. There's always been a presence of Christ in his life and he's just been wrestling, either just ignoring or whatever. But now we're at a, we're at another point. You know what I mean? And it's like. That's how I see stuff like with Kendrick Lamar. And so I don't I don't judge or yeah. say, well, I wish he would be here. I say, okay, I see God's working in his life and he's expressing it in his music. Yeah. And I think that's dope. I think that inspires people. I think anything that inspires people to think about Jesus or Christ or God is good. Because it's just watering seeds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or planting seeds. That's good. I can get with that. That's good. Yeah, I can get Chance with that. Chance the Rapper is yeah. another one, by the way. Oh, That's oh but Chance is Christian, though, right? Yeah, but like, but in a sense, you've seen his expression of oh, for sure, yeah. in his artwork. And again, it's the perfect combination of, I believe in Jesus, or I'm yeah. in this faith walk with Jesus, but also 
my music is dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's a, so dope. Yeah, it's so dope. It's great. But see, what you call Chance the Rapper, Christian rap? Nah. <sighs> never. But it's man. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm. I think you yeah, have to. You're right. I guess. You can. So now here's the thing, too, though. You can be like, let's not be. You don't have to be overtly like in this secular. We know secular world runs pretty much media. Like, right. Mm-hmm. So we have we have a little box that we get put in as Christians. Like, OK, this mm-hmm. is ours and you guys can go play over here. Right. So in order to kind of be able to reach as many people as secular artists can reach, you can be a little sneaky about it. Like, you well, can sneak Jesus into your songs. You well, know? hold on. I got a yeah. response to this now, because you just said something that made me realize. I would have called Chance Rapper a Christian rapper. I'd call him a rapper who's a Christian. Yeah. And I think there's a difference, because I think his music does not always express his faith. However, if you listen to his body of work, you can see that that is something that is of value to him that's important to him and i think another artist too taking it out of hip-hop u2 for years has been known for i don't know who listens to u2 at our age yeah well yeah yeah, not us or not our kids yeah but from what i'm told my pastor is a big fan of u2 he did an incredible message one time about race reconciliation because of a U2 song. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the whole thing that he was making was like, listen, they may not be overtly Christian. You never call them a Christian rock group. But yeah. Bono has made many statements off camera about his faith. Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. And how powerful it is. I mean, even um, there's that song Bloody Sunday. And that, that has to do with the IRA. And like they came up during the time of mm-hmm. there was this huge war going, the civil war going on basically in, yeah. in Ireland. Yeah. So... So I think that I would that would be the answer to my question. However, again, that's that's tough though. Yeah, it's bro. man, it's tough. I hear what you're saying, but it's just like so you think be, that's like a technicality. Like it's like saying, so my I haven't said my feelings. I don't believe in labels. Okay, I think you make music, you make art, and no other thing. They, the whole labeling thing is just so that people can put you in boxes so that they can sell you. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah, there's that's nothing. True. No one says, I am a Christian rapper or I am a rapper who is Christian. Mm-hmm. No Unless one, they're trying to market themselves. Like, you would never say that that's a jazz, that's a Christian jazz artist. You know what I mean? Unless they, maybe someone might say that if they like did exclusively Christian covers. But for the most part, no one's going to say a Christian jazz artist. And I feel the same way about rap. He is a rapper. I think what it is, and this is just my opinion, that the quality of his art is so high that people don't want to put that Christian in front of it. Now, and also to say that all his content is not, you have to take it like almost like a film, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. An album is like a film. There are going to be different perspectives, ideas, concepts pushed forward. I don't think anything he says is anti-Christian. Maybe some stuff makes people uncomfortable, that they're not, they didn't come from that, where he came from, but I definitely hear the message of the gospel and of Christ in his music. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Cause there are some Christian artists that are making huge ground. Lauren Daigle crushing it. She's going to be at Coachella. You know what I mean? She's, she, she's going to be yeah. performing there. Lecrae is My probably man. the most, 
he's the Jay Z of Christian rap. Let's Christian just rap. be honest. Now he's one. Like yeah. he's the one where, mm-hmm. bro. Like even like coming in hot. You listen to that song. That song could be on Hot ninety seven. 24-7, nobody would notice that it's Christian. 100%. That song is so dope. Chris exactly. Cray is outrageously talented. Yeah. He is making secular music, but doing it while praising Jesus, and it is the most is great. dope. Like, I, I legit knocked that song in my mm-hmm. car. Like, Me knock too. it. Windows down, stereo mm-hmm. all the way up, knocked it. That one and is another uh, song he did with this artist, KB, called Home Team. Mm-hmm. Outrageously good music. I it's, mean, it's great. Yeah. It's great. And then there's also NF, Baby Eminem. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's he's a, yeah, yeah, he's, he's another Christian artist that's broken into the mainstream. His music does not mention Jesus at all, but him and Lauren Daigle, I think they have the same manager. He is, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you probably know who he is. I don't, I don't if know. If I don't know him now, I'll probably hear of him. Yeah, Actually, yeah, yeah, for sure. For He'll sure. pop up in my uh, playlist. Yeah. So the last question that I want to ask, with artists like this and everything that you're saying, Brian, should more Christian artists then seek to be less Jesus heavy in order to find success? Mm. I think it's kind of a loaded or like a Trojan horse question. I think that they shouldn't be shamed if they want to. Yeah. Your decisions towards your career and your finances should be based on your family life, your responsibilities and what you're going for. There is nothing wrong. No one would shame a lawyer for not taking Christian cases or taking cases that were against like a church or something if they were in the wrong. And I think the same is with artists. The artist has every right to make the money that they want. Would it be great if they could do that and talk about Jesus? Yeah, I would love that. But if, you know what I mean? Like, I guess my thought is, are you saying they were initially talking about Jesus and then they dialed it back to be more successful? Or if they just were presented an opportunity to make music and they were like, we want this to be more secular. So for me, when you look at Lecrae, Lauren Daigle, and I'm not too familiar with NF, but it's safe to assume they started off very Jesus heavy. Lecrae's music originally was almost I like Lecrae theology. started out as a secular artist at first. Well, when he be when he came on to my scene, uh-huh. it was riding in my top down listening to some Jesus music. Oh, okay, you know? okay. <laughs> like that was like the first song I ever heard from him. I was like, this dude yeah. is fire. And Lauren Dago, she was just coming out with worship stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then you say came out. Blessings with Ty Dolla Sign took okay. Lecrae to another level. And again, NF, I mean, no disrespect. I know you're popular. I just can't remember the song that was like his breakout hit. Yeah. But oh, all, I can't either. Yeah. All of those songs, though, just weren't as heavy on the Jesus. Yeah. And now they're very successful. So the question that I'm asking is if we want to see more artists in this on that platform, do they need to follow that same thing? I mean... I think from the artist perspective, mm-hmm. I think Brian would have a better insight. I'd be more of the music industry perspective because I was way better at being a mover and a shaker in the industry than I was at being an actual artist. I was pretty crappy. So, <laughs> so you look, my watch agrees with me. So yeah, I would say if you're not called to it, don't do it because mm-hmm. either you're going to fail mm-hmm. and you're going to, you're going to 
would you really want to make a song about Jesus if you can't make a song about Jesus? Like you're going to force yourself to make the kind of music that Jesus hasn't called you to make. Mm. Like if Jesus ain't calling you to make this music, don't do it. Go That's ahead. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good That's point. That's a very good point. Yeah. It's like you could try to do what Lecrae doing, but if yeah. God ain't call you to do it, now you just fake. Don't do it. You can make a fool of yourself and mm -hmm. you can make Jesus look bad at the same time. Mm. And there's also the quality. Like, yes. You know what I mean? Like we, it's not just that. And I, and I, I tread carefully. Yeah, you're trying to be so diplomatic right now because you're, you're an a artist. Lot of, a lot of Christian content, music, TV, film, it's just so poorly done. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's not just that you're talking about Jesus. It's just that your track was garbage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're not that good of a rapper. Mm. You know what I mean? No. Most of the singers have tons of success because they're good and their yeah. music is good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they got that down. They don't have it down in rap. And so I think that, yes, if you talk about, Maybe if you talk about Jesus less, it's going to make it easier. But the, your first priority has to be like getting with good producers, treating this like you want that music to be fire. And then people will be more open to what you have to talk about. You know, what I mean, no one really just dissects a track lyrically on the first couple of listens. You know, what I mean, they're not like. Oh, this song ain't talking about anything off. If it's a banger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if it's a banger, you're going to rock with that. And then maybe on the second and third, you're going to start, oh, man, they're, they're saying some stuff. Right. You know, but ain't no bangers. I can say the most impactful way to do it, too, is if, you know, you were a famous artist first and then all of a sudden just flipping it up and give them a life to Jesus. Like that has the most impact Period. Yeah, like mm -hmm. now it, that's something hard to do. Like Drake could do it because Drake came out because you can't be all murder, murder, kill, kill, sex, sex, and then try to be like, oh well, you know what I mean? Actually, but wait. Kanye did that. Kanye, Kanye did, was did like that. Kanye did yeah. that. Kanye never murdered. Anybody he never talked on the about track, murder though. or whatever, but right. he was he was very he never the, killed the, anybody. The on content track. switch is was definitely <laughs> yeah. huge. One eighty. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that has a huge impact though. That mm -hmm. it shows people that. God, Jesus has the power to completely change someone's life. And I, I think that's that's the most impactful thing. What about like an artist like Fantasia? Okay. What do you think about like her? Didn't she her last record wasn't that a gospel record? Uh yeah. Yeah. And but, then you have other people like Ruben Studdard and Yeah, other but do you think like that, that there are people out there that are just literally trying to cash in? One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. Because if you think about it. There are people that know they can make a little bit of money if they did this type of rap, mm -hmm. as opposed to making no money at all if yeah. they did the the yeah, secular kind. So now so, I'm thinking of, I immediately start thinking of Tori Kelly. Now this is a girl who was on the, the, the track. She was right there, mm -hmm. just foot in the door of secular fame, mm -hmm. Pepsi commercials, everything. Mm -hmm. And just flipped. And it's like nope. Nationwide. Gave her life to Jesus. Gave her music. Gave mm -hmm. her 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 talent to Jesus. Wait, are you thinking that she did it to make money? No, 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 no. I'm just no. That's oh, okay. a, to me. That's a genuine flip. Yeah. Because yeah. she had all the money. She 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 had it. It was all mm -hmm. being handed to her. Yeah. And right. she's like, nope. And let it also be seen. Her singing ability is so crisp. Oh, bro, she's off the charts. It's like she could sing whatever she wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People will still be like, Yo, Absolutely. Tori, we need you in the studio. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And to your point, Brian, 
that's another thing. Her quality of work yeah. is so good oh, yeah. that she can For be sure. like, I'm going to come up with a gospel yeah. album and then a secular album in less than a year's time and both make money, mm. you know, which is a big deal. Well, guys, this was a really great conversation. Sure. Thank you guys for sitting down with me and, and talking about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm sure Thanks we can unpack this a lot more. But yeah, man. again, this has been great. This has been the Humble and Honest Podcast. Man, oh, man. Such a great conversation with such great people. Thanks again, Anvil Team, for being a part of the Humble and Honest Podcast. And guys, don't be surprised if you don't hear from them again soon as we have more group discussions on some more very interesting topics that you want to hear about. If you're enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to let us know. Please subscribe and also leave us a review. Definitely leave us a kind review, if you will. But also in the comments section, you can let us know what more things you want us to talk about. We're open to having discussions on whatever it is that you believe needs to be discussed. But until then, I can't wait to hear from you again soon here at the Humble and Honest Podcast.